The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. That's right, everybody. My name is Carl Carafel, alongside the curator of topics, Mighty Joe, and welcome to Turnbuckle Talk. Mighty Joe, this is, oh my goodness, oh my good God, oh my, oh my, oh my, this, (laughs) what a week, my goodness, give me just simply a quick little overview of your feelings, I don't want any thoughts, I just want your feelings on this week of professional wrestling news. If I had to pick one word other than what we've named this episode, toxic, uh, I think that is a pretty good description. But uh, if I were to search for a uh, a close runner-up, I think wacky. Wacky would be uh, another word that I would choose to describe what's going on uh, um, inside the WWE, inside other companies, some odd decisions just across the board. But we will get to all that. But, uh, you know, oh, just outside yeah. of that, man, it, it's... In real life here as well, things are kind of getting wacky again, too, because we seem to be slipping back into uh, craziness and silliness as well. And uh, just when we thought we were kind of getting back on the right track, we're kind of going in the other direction again. And just uh, it's it, it's kind of frustrating. And I, and I, I get both sides of the argument when it comes to uh, what's currently going on again with COVID and this possible yeah. fourth wave coming again. It's just like it's... I mean, it's kind of the same old song and dance that we've been going through this past year and a half, almost two years now. Um, like I said, man, just uh, I, I just like yearn to just, just get back to normality. I mean, we, we, we kind of, you know, in, in this, it's nice to, uh, to be able to step away from reality, so to speak. Sure. In this respect, but uh, in everyday life, it just, it would be nice to to be able to go out and not have to wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, at this point, it, like, it almost kind of feels like wishful thinking. You're 100% correct when you say that. I mean, it's even gotten to the point where down in California, Disney parks down there have reinstated masking protocols. They had taken them all away, and now they are reinstated once again. Still here in Ontario, we are masked. We definitely are. I do know that some of my friends out in British Columbia, they are not. I do believe that they are fully reopened out there. So it's really crazy how, you know, the West Coast all the way through to the East Coast, there is so much that is different between all of it. It's it's actually kind of mind-boggling and crazy. Yeah. 
Speaking of mind-boggling and crazy, um, <laughs> let's talk a minute about Bray Wyatt, okay? Yeah, man. So for those of you that don't know, Bray Wyatt has been released from his contract within the WWE. He was out. He was injured. He was, you know, being the family man as well with, uh, with his wife JoJo and two children, doing everything that he could for himself while he was away, even getting himself into really amazing shape yeah. and so looking so, so good right now to come back to have the WWE go, we've reevaluated things and due to budget cuts we wish you the best in your future endeavors dude what the actual right oh my goodness okay i'm just gonna throw this other name out there oldberg yes i said oldberg not goldberg oldberg um joe can are you are you making any sense of this at all do you have any inkling as to the mindset that some people are going through when it comes to this decision? Uh, it, it's all over the place when it comes to reactions on this. Like, I was literally, I mean, I was off that day and just kind of going about normal business. I think I was going to see my our, our friends over here in Microplay here in Brantford, Ontario, uh, and, and saw that our friends over at Love Wrestling were getting ready to go live, and then I, I just kind of scrolling through my phone stand at the bus stop and i see that and i'm like okay you know so you know in my mind you know because we've been doing this for a while i'm looking okay you know, is this a kayfabe news thing right that's my first i, I go for that's my bs idiot filter i look for that first and i didn't see that so i was like okay so i'll check out these other places i'm like oh Okay, and then I, I, then I see the one like it's an actual tweet from the WWE. And I'm like, okay, like what is going on? What is going on? And so I, again, speculation and rumor running wild on the internet. Of course, like it always does, right? Now, you know, at the, at the time, and this may still be the case. You know, whether it's it's a combination of mental uh, health issues going on or as as we are kind of finding out now that it seems like along with these supposed budget cuts, which I, I, I'm going to touch on that kind of briefly, uh, even if yeah, I could possibly put do. up a, a visual for some people, uh, we maybe we'll do that as well. But um, it, it just, it, it's like a, there was like a difference in the, in the, the creative direction that I guess that we were going with uh, the, the Bray Wyatt characters and yeah, it, it's it just it, again it's one of these things where it's it's it is mind-boggling to me that's another possible name that we could have called this episode too by the way <laughs> right that um it, th- th- they don't know what to do with one of their their main kind of properties and, and on, on just a side note as well like a lot of other top names have got to be kind of scratching their heads going okay are any of us going to be next you know are we again are we steering in a direction of selling the company just like they do like there's just like so much that we could potentially cover here and like the the budget cut thing though just uh, again like i just i don't think that i buy that as the real reasoning you know, you had mentioned bringing goldberg back that obviously isn't going to be cheap uh by any means and right and then 
with your permission here, Carl, I showed this to you before we kind of started here, but I'd like to pull it up to give people a little bit of kind of direct visual context here. So uh, it doesn't yeah. look like we're just kind of pulling this out of our ass. This is actually, I'm on my computer. Uh, the Mac has a built-in stocks app. Thank you, Apple. We appreciate that. And you can see that there's there's a thing that below to. I'm also going to click on it and show you guys. But you can see uh, the three-month trend with the stock prices of where we kind of went up and down. We saw a nice little peak there. And then just as of these announcements, stock prices just plummeting back down below $50. So as a stockholder or potential stockholder, I mean, I guess seemingly a good time to buy cheap and then cross your fingers that things get better. And if you currently own stock, um, ouch, ouch. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for those people. And then right. below. And that is 2021. Correct. Just so that so that everyone is is oh, yeah. is aware that is May oh, yeah. to now these August second. Yes, these are current live uh, as it's in real time stock prices. You can even see after hours that the stock kind of recovered a bit briefly. Uh, the, th- the thing that I want to click on here is the yes, reports please. of the second quarter results uh, because this is also very telling with the supposed um, budget cuts that they're they're claiming. Um, so as you can see at the top here, revenue was. 265 million an increase of 19% in when it comes to profits. So this argument that we're doing this for budget cut reasons is BS. Well, we I, yes and no. Okay, so now this 42.2 million, okay? Yeah. How many superstars has the WWE let go within the last 6 months? Yeah. Now we know a quarter is only four months. Mm-hmm. So in the first four months of this quarter of 2021, how many superstars have been released? Therefore, they are saving that amount of money, which yeah. would then go towards, quote unquote, the revenue. Yeah. Right? But I understand that. But like that, like that, like that's saying for like budget cuts. I mean, in most people's minds, they're going to be thinking, Oh, that that mean must mean that they're uh, they're having financial trouble, and that is not the case whatsoever, mm-hmm. whatsoever. So, no. yeah, man, it, it, it's uh, and, and I don't want to totally shit on the WWE for this. I really, really don't. But like, like just like once again, like, I'm just left sitting here and going, "What are these people up to? What are they up to?" And and this isn't the only thing that's happening here that's going to make us think that too. By the way. Um, but, but I mean, just like with, with Bray Wyatt, man, just like it, it's, it's tough. Yeah. And then as yeah. well too, you have the added, I don't know if you saw this, but Mickey James took to, uh, social media as well. And basically saying that, uh, and reading through it, I know people can interpret that in different ways too, but I mean, she's kind of spot on with that where, where essentially it looks like they, they, essentially took that Bray Wyatt's character and then they're applying onto Alexa Bliss thinking that that's going to be a bigger kind of seller for them. They, they essentially transplant yeah. it. And I, I totally get where she's coming with that. Um, and at the same time too, like, and then Alexa Bliss gets a lot of shit for her too. And then she has to basically go silent on social media. So we're, we're, that's going to kind of trend into our next topic here, Carl. But I mean, the, this whole thing, like it just, it, it was crazy. And I just kind of started to kind of fall apart. <laughs> part in like really weird directions like it was just all over the place and um it, it's uh it sucks for lack of a better term 
It definitely does suck, and it's very unfortunate that the um, that the people, that the community, that the internet wrestling community is so toxic right now over these things. Okay, I understand. I get that maybe the superstar that you enjoyed watching is now gone from the company, but does that really give you the right to be able to blame it on when you absolutely have no idea? what it actually is. The WWE has told us it was due to budget cuts. Take that for what it is. Shut your mouth, move on, and be thankful that we 100% know that he will be getting work somewhere else. I don't even care to speculate where. He's going to get work elsewhere. I don't care how, what he's going to do, for what company he's going to work for. I just want to see him somewhere. Now, with that said the internet wrestling community yeah. has been very much so alive and rampant. It's like almost a on. split, eh? It's almost like a split. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, yeah. Some people are very much so like, ah, okay, it happened. Good. And other yeah. people have just really taken and become those keyboard warriors <laughs> and have really shit on absolutely yeah. Everything, like you said, to the point where even Alexa Bliss had to set her profile on Twitter to a private profile so that she would stop getting these messages, which is absolutely crazy and insane. Now, most people are talking as well about, oh, Bray Wyatt, oh, budget cuts, oh, you know, it's got to be something else. You know what? You know what? There probably is a little bit of something else in there. There's probably a little bit of mental health issues going on in there, and your shit that's you're spewing out there onto the internet is not helping that. Think about this for a second, please. Now, if you'll indulge me here, I will slightly play devil's advocate on one aspect of this. I will half indulge you. Go. (laughs) One thing that I will agree with on some of the people on, and I totally get the sentiment. I totally do. People saying that after this release of happening, they're like, this is like the last straw for me. They they got rid of like my favorite. I'm done watching the WWE. Like uh, this is like the last straw for me. I'm done. I not necessarily share that sentiment, but I totally understand. Like with a a lot of really, really great talent that people really love are gone now. And and this guy was definitely like right right near the top for that. And people are are just like, I'm done. I'm not watching. I'm, I'm, subscriptions canceled. I'm going elsewhere. Or some of you just say, I'm just done with wrestling. Which is super unfortunate because a, a there big, is so much more than just the, the right? uh, world's worst right? entertainment out there. But it's it's like the straw that broke the camel's back with some of the, of the fans. And again, no, I get it. a little overkill in my personal opinion, but the sentiment I totally understand. To be fair, yeah, I mean, fair. if people are going to put out there, you know, oh, this is bullshit. I'm canceling my subscription. Yep. I'm never watching WWE again. Those are just words. Are they really going to? Probably not because... Something's going to come up. Somebody's going to come around. There's going to be a new star that comes in that they're going to be like, ooh, I know that guy from this independent promotion. Mm. I need to watch this person. So, of course, they're going to be continuing to watch the WWE. It's inevitable. It's the largest conglomerate when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. They're going to be watching it. And if they don't, well, okay, good for them. They don't have to. 
They don't have to at all. It's perfectly fine. Let them go and watch something else. Or if they're totally turned off of professional wrestling because of this situation within the WWE, then reevaluate yourself because, yeah, yeah okay. Well, it's, it's some of the people, like I said, with the, uh, the, it being the straw that broke the camel's back, it's not necessarily just this isolated. It's, it's the, the culmination. It, it's all the buildup of everything where people are like, you know, this is the last straw. Now I'm I'm just I'm done. It's not necessarily just this. It's it's the the whole the whole kit and caboodle, so to speak, right? Oh, yeah. of, of all the BS kind of go on. The people are just like, I'm peace out. I'm not. I'm done. And again, I Very totally so. understand. <laughs> I totally understand. It, it's unfortunate, but hopefully, people can find some fun in some wrestling elsewhere. And maybe maybe WWE is just no longer part of your life. Cool, right? But don't give up yep. on professional wrestling in general because there there is a lot of other great wrestling out there, and uh, you'll be doing yourself a huge disservice, uh, sh- totally shutting yourself out from it all. Just saying. Tim Hortons messes up your coffee absolutely every day, but you still continue to go because you need your cup of coffee. And then finally you find a hair or you find yeah. something in your cup of coffee, and you're like, I'm never going there again. But no. oh wait. There's a Starbucks. There's a country style. There's a Dunkin' Donuts. There's a even a McDonald's. McDonald's is great coffee. McDonald's, yeah, McDonald's does have good coffee. I have to admit, they do. It's, I find it a little weak, but it's good coffee. But there's there's options available there. You don't have to just stay with the one. Or you can even just make your own coffee. Who does that? <laughs> I do. I, I, like my curry gets used on a daily basis, dude. Like I have like Marley coffees and stuff that are just like awesome. Oh, yeah, awesome. They, those those are fantastic. Yeah. The Van Hoot coffee as Ooh, well, yeah, fantastic. Yes, Dino. Yes. Um, By the yeah, way, so, Van Hoot, if you ever want to sponsor Turnbuckle Talk, <laughs> we would gladly accept the sponsorship because I definitely love coffee. Definitely, we will. So. This episode seems to just revolve around a lot of kind of negativity and a lot of uh, vocalism right now, but something that really wasn't very vocal coming out of the WWE once again, unfortunately, is it seems as though Jeff Jarrett has been quietly released from the company. Now, to my understanding from the reports that I have read, this has actually happened about six months ago. And nobody even knew. Yeah. Which, which, okay, honestly, for me, that's the way to do it. If you've got, for backstage. Mm-hmm. For backstage, management, whatever, that's the way to do it. You're releasing a superstar, sure. Put out something about the superstar because people are going to start to be confused as to why they're not seeing this person on television anymore. And then all of a sudden they see them somewhere else. And then that's a lot of confusion. But... I think that this is definitely the right way to go. If you have somebody that hasn't been on television or you have somebody that's working backstage or management and they get released, we don't need to know about that. Just let them get released. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. What do you think about that, Mighty Joe? Do you think that that's a good way to do it? Or do you think that they should have announced that Jeff Jarrett has been let go from the WWE? When it, when it comes to like production personnel or and when uh, people like in Jeff's position that he had with the WWE, it's, to, it's completely, uh, totally the right way to go about that, to do it silently. Um, I'm sure that knowing Mr. Jeff Jarrett, that uh, and even when we spoke to him, uh, he's somebody that really doesn't... Now, mind you, 
his time in WWE may have changed his mindset, but he's somebody that always seems like really not necessarily to, to kind of sit still and not do anything. So uh, coming out right. of this, I mean, the opportunity to maybe go back and do some stuff with uh, our friends over at Impact Wrestling or I think where he would really be utilized very well and I think where they could really use a good mind is the NWA. Yep. Yeah, uh, because they could use some organization uh, there as well. Because uh, as, as good as their product is, uh, th- there's still some like weird stuff when it comes to how they promote their product and 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 how things are kind of organized in that kind of direction. I think somebody like Jeff could be a, a real asset for them. So yes. uh, NWA, if you're listening, uh, Mr. Jeff Jarrett is likely looking for something to do. Reach out and talk to him. And uh, you've done stuff with them with them before. So right, just do it. Just do it. Jeff would be a great person to have in any wrestling company. Um, I'm hoping that he did some cool stuff in w- in WWE. Uh, he may have just been there for a paycheck. I can't really say for certain. Um, we don't really know of anything that specific that he did that he was necessarily a part of. Like we made it like storyline wise. We never really heard anything about that. No. Um, so when it came to the creative stuff there, hopefully his voice was heard a little bit because I mean, you would be, I'll just say you'd be stupid to not listen to <laughs> Jeff Jarrett when it comes to this yep. stuff. Because I mean, the, the, the man is uh, very intelligent, has come up with some very cool things. So, um, and again, having said that, wherever he goes, um, hopefully they make good use of him. And if not, if this is um, it for him, then enjoy your retirement, sir. It is well earned. And um, honestly, you don't really owe the business anything more anyways. You've done so, no. so much. So even if this, that is your swan song, I'm not disappointed. Definitely not. You know, I, I, I need to have a drink here of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper. And while we do that, yep. I think we're going to have a quick commercial break here and uh, watch a couple of quick videos like we normally do. Sure. And the first one is going to be from our friends over at Collar and Elbow Brand. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Ted 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but 
You'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane. www.wrestlingnetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. www.wrestlingnetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? www.wrestlingnetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Turnbuckle Talk. Thank you so much for sticking with us through those two commercial breaks. First off, our friends and our sponsor over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Go and check them out, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. While you're there, make a purchase. Anything that you purchase, whether it's brand new or clearanced merchandise, you will get yourself 10% off when you use our promo code JKPODCAST. We are proud to say that we are the first officially sponsored podcast from CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And then it's a fan favorite, the commercial for OVW Network. People, if you have not subscribed to the OVW Network yet, what are you doing? It's only $4.99. It's priced so low, it's insane. It definitely is. And you can definitely get all the excitement from OVW Wrestling, which, oh yeah, by the way, ties into Collar and Elbow brand as the creator and founder of Collar and Elbow Brand, is part owner of OVW as well. How awesome and amazing is that? So happy. Our friend Don Lewis, thank you so much for popping in there. He says it works, y'all. Do it. (laughs) He has taken advantage of that, and he has used that promo code and got himself 10% off his entire purchase, which is absolutely incredible. Thank you, Don, for that. Talking about sponsorships. Hmm. This leads us into our next discussion here. And we're talking some fallout that has happened since the matchup between Nick Gage and Chris Jericho on the latest edition of Dynamite, where, and I absolutely love that uh, AEW does this. They do picture in picture while the matches are going on. That is absolutely fantastic. I love that idea because I want to continue to see the professional wrestling because that's what I'm there to watch. Now, unfortunately, I'm going to let everybody know what happened. So this matchup itself was a hardcore match. And Nick Gage is known for not kendo sticks. He's not known for tables or ladders or chairs. He is known for a pizza cutter. That is what he uses as his weapon of choice while he is inside that ring working. And it happened that picture and picture came up. And Nick Gage is using that pizza cutter on Chris Jericho on his forehead as the match progresses. We're watching the commercial as well. And the commercial is a commercial for 
Domino's Pizza, who is uh, a sponsor of All Elite Wrestling. So we've got Domino's Pizza commercial happening on the screen while Nick Gage is using a pizza cutter on Chris Jericho's forehead. Dude, oh my God. Give me, first off, your thoughts when you first, because I, us here in Canada, we did not see that. That was only something that happened in the United States of America. So when you first found out about this, what were your initial thoughts on that? I want to approach this from a couple different uh, perspectives. I usually like to do on these type of things. But first off the hop, uh, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Or as the, the great Sheldon Cooper would have worded it, uh, I informed you thusly um, that it was a bad idea to put Nick Gage on national television. And guess what, man? Um, it turned out to be a bad idea, kind of. Kind of. I, I will say kind of, because I, I thought the match itself, for, for what it was, again... I am not a big deathmatch guy. In fact, I am not a deathmatch guy whatsoever. I think that, in my humble opinion, I'll get some heat for this. I know that I think that a lot of that stuff just is not wrestling. It's it's stunt work, for lack of a better term. Again, fight me. I'll get heat for that. I don't care. It's my opinion. Right. I'll have it. Um, but I get, at the same time, I get the appeal. But... Like I stated before, it's a very niche appeal. So I feel like this gamble of doing it, cool for what it was, the payoff, just not really worth the potential fallout here, man. Like we have a big company in Domino's going now, we don't care to be on not just advertising for AEW, but on the TNT network. So now TNT is pissed at all parties involved. Like it just, it's... Like I said, I hate to tell you, say I told you so, but I told you so. I had a feeling it was a bad idea to do it, and it kind of is. But again, like I said, the, the match itself, and weird because uh, we're going in a bit, because spoiler alert, like you mentioned earlier, we're not doing a match of the week for this episode because we're doing the Bray Wyatt stuff. But if I was going to not mention it, but if I was going to originally pick a match for this week, I would still actually pick this just because of the publicity and, and the interest that it's still kind of generated. And I thought that like the match itself was still decent. But just the the payoff and the kind of the fallout, unfortunate for for really lack of a better term. Definitely right. was. Now, does AEW know when these commercials are airing? That's the thing too, right? Right. That's the thing. That's my question: is does AEW know when these Domino's commercials or Geico commercials or uh, you right. know, mobile commercials like do they know when these are going to be airing? I highly doubt it, right? So it was just bad timing, bad timing. on network. Yeah. I hope that because right. if, if they knew ahead of time, wow. Wow. <laughs> right? That would that would be a totally different story. Yeah. I personally don't know. I but hope it I would wasn't. I would be <laughs> I think I would be pretty safe to say that they didn't know yeah. that, that commercial was coming yeah. up. So yeah, man, uh, again, crappy timing. But um, yeah. but like I said, inside of yeah. itself too. I mean, um, for the majority of the part, of the fans seem to to dig. Like, I think especially experienced fans and the people in that demographic were like, "Cool, no, I really really enjoyed that." And then some others kind of left going, eh, 
eh, or kind of grossed out by it. You know, I'm sure it was it was pretty split. But again, like it's, uh, I think it, it it accomplished what it needed to storyline wise. Absolutely. So there were, there were yes. actually a couple cool spots uh, in the match itself. MJF did some fantastic stuff there on commentary, oh, yeah. and then um, kind of uh, progressing things further as well. So uh, again, it's one of those things where like I'm I'm on the fence about that. There's a, some really really strong upsides, but some pretty bad downsides as well. But unfortunately, that's the way professional wrestling is. No matter what company it is, there's always going to be something that somebody is like, eh, I really didn't like that. Yeah. That's just how it goes, unfortunately. So yeah. from this, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going to be happening now with Domino's on, on that platform. And I mean, yeah. sure, they may lose out on some of that revenue money. I, I get it. But yeah. there's always going to be another company that's going to come along and be like, yeah, we'll take that spot. It's fine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Whether it's Subway or whether it's Quiznos or whether it's Papa John's <laughs> or wh- whatever, there's going to be another company that's just itching to be like, yep, 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 we want in there, right? Because there very well could be. like, If there's some really savvy pizza places out there, you can embrace that whole thing and completely turn it the other direction. You, you know where I'm going with this, right? Uh, you know, whether it's like a Pizza Hut or something. And, and again, if any of these companies take this idea we would like a little bit of credit for it yeah, nonetheless but uh but again it, it's the type of thing where you can let it be a big big negative or you can find some way to spin it into a positive and i think that yeah. if they can do that awesome awesome right don't let it be this thing that will define you later on down the road find a way to flip it on its head and use it to your advantage Definitely. 100% you have to. And I mean, if you don't, then you're just going to be sitting by the wayside and and losing out on those opportunities and opportunities never should go away. Absolutely. Um, You know, so I mean, super, super cool to see stuff like that happening. And and it might be super cool for, um, you know, some other company out there in the long run. We actually got quite a bit of stuff here. We're 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 only uh, thirty three minutes here into this show already, which I which is perfectly fine. We're getting through all of this stuff <laughs> really nicely, really quickly, and everything is transitioning oh. so nicely. I'm loving this right now. Go one, ahead. One other thing too, another possible yeah. sponsorship idea for AEW. If you yeah. want to really, really kind of go crazy, if you, if you want to keep Nick Gage on your roster, get a hold of Sylvania. I think they like to make light tubes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode brought to you by Sylvania Light Tubes. <laughs> exactly. Right? There's opportunities everywhere. You yeah, just man. have to know where they are and reach for them. Bingo. Yes. So we are going to not take a break right now, but we are going to take a look at something else that might break. We are looking at our... Breaking news. That is what we are taking a look at right now. There's actually quite a few different pieces of uh, breaking news information. Mighty Joe, I'm going to kind of kind of nonchalantly say this so that you understand, but not everybody else understands. There's two people that we talked about earlier. I'm going to let you talk about those two people while I talk about cards. Okay. okay, cool. Sounds good. So go ahead. I'll let you start. So the, You start and talk about the one. <laughs> I'm going to do mine, then we'll come back to you. So we got three things minimum right now. Okay. 
Um, I'm hoping I'm not stealing yours then because I, I'd like to do this one because I have I have a definite hot take on it because this one is particularly under my skin. So I will take the greatest of all time here, Carl, or at least in my humble opinion, the greatest wrestler of all time. We're talking two people. Yep. Mr. Ric Flair has been released from the company. Um, so again, another couple ways that we can... Go ahead. You he gonna, asked for his he release. Asked for his release. Okay. Yes. But I, I think it, I think it still applies with what I'm going to say here. So, at the same time, like I get, he probably either a wants to explore doing things elsewhere, which he's done in the past and very much probably will this time. Uh, he's one of those ones where I can probably genuinely say that yes, he will likely go to AEW and do some things. I can totally, totally see that, and it would actually be interesting. Yeah. And at the same time, too with the WWE stuff here. I mean, you have <clears throat> at your disposal the greatest wrestler of all time, again, in my humble opinion and a lot of other people's <laughs> opinions, the GOAT, Mr. Ric Flair. And you choose to do absolutely nothing with him. You know what that makes you, Carl? Not you, Carl, but WWE. What? Mr. Chris Jericho said it the best. That makes you a stupid idiot. <laughs> if you choose to not use the mind of Rick, even if you're just going to use ideas and storylines, or right. and you're not using him on television either, which I think both things are a mistake, then you don't deserve to have him. <laughs> so just come out and say it. Uh, and and I, I very well, I, I totally understand now why he's like, okay, I want to go somewhere else. He'll go to AEW. He may even go back to Impact. He'll do something because Rick is a guy that wants to do stuff. And if you're not going to make use of him, then you don't need to have him. Uh, then I, I guess WWE too. You know, you're just leaving money on the table. Use it for somebody else. Again, I understand that approach too. But like I said, if you're not going to use Ric Flair, then you don't deserve to have him. Because I mean, like I said, you 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 have one of the greatest minds there. <laughs> and if you don't pick his brain at the very very least, what are you doing? What are you doing? Exactly. It's a shame. So, uh, best wishes to Mr. Ric Flair. He will land on his feet as he always, always does. Oh, yeah. And looking forward to see what he has going on next. And, and again, in the same vein as Jeff Jarrett, if he just decides to say that's going to be it, then again, another one, even more so, that doesn't owe the wrestling business a single goddamn thing. Uh, he can just yeah. fade off into the sunset and we love everything that you've done if this is it. Moving on to the next piece of breaking news here. I am actually going to read first here. <laughs> stupid as stupid yeah. is as stupid does, says Don. Yeah, 100%. Yes, uh, you are correct in that. There was an actual news release that came out from Carlsbad, California, July 30th, 2021. Upper Deck, the premier global sports and entertainment trading card, memorabilia, and collectibles company announced today that a brand new addition to the company's ever-growing trading card and memorabilia portfolio through an exclusive multi-year deal with All Elite Wrestling. The first edition of Upper Deck AEW trading cards will be released in November of 2021, offering fans and collectors autograph and memorabilia cards from AEW's most revered icons and talented performers. This marks the first time in company history that Upper Deck will offer sets of professional wrestling trading cards. The new product line will feature uh, legends like Chris Jericho and Sting, as well as 
uh, champion right now, Kenny Omega, tag champions, the Young Bucks, women's champion, Britt Baker, TNT champion, Miro, past champions like Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen, Nyla Rhodes, uh, Kirishida, uh, will be featured along with the popular AEW current and future rising stars. They say that we are excited to offer professional wrestling trading cards to our collectors and AEW fans for the first time. That is coming from brand manager Paul Zickler. AEW is a prominent organization in the industry with a passionate fan base, and we look forward to building a long-term relationship and a robust wrestling product portfolio. Dude, I am absolutely stoked about this. I am still somebody that will go out and purchase the uh, hobby boxes or the not hobby break boxes sometimes even of the uh, trading cards just to see if I can get that autographed card or that memorabilia card that's got a piece of somebody's clothing on it. And oh God, it's even better when it comes and there's like three colors on that swatch like mm-hmm. that that's yeah. like unheard of you normally don't see something it's normally one color used right and it's just an excitement and for upper deck upper deck has always been a premier company when it comes to trading cards yeah. especially with hockey cards i know 100 percent. growing up it was always you need to go for the upper deck hockey cards yeah. not the don Russ, not the tops you need the upper deck because they're the most valuable when it comes to the hockey cards baseball too ba- baseball they did do baseball as well yep it was in uh, what 90 it was either 92 or 93 i had the whole i actually got the whole year set and they did something okay. really cool that year the the cards smelled like freshly cut grass because being baseball right the, the cards actually smelled like freshly cut grass i've never heard that yeah man how freaking cool is that? Yeah, cool marketing idea. And as we yeah. just recently talked to Miss Kim Artlip down at Ignite Wrestling, um, you know, she told us that the the trading cards are like one of her top merch sells. Yeah. So good on WWE for picking up that. Obviously, that's something popular. And to, to pair AEW, with... AEW, uh, you mean? AEW, that's what I meant to say. Hope I, yeah. I don't know sure what I said. Did I say something else? You but, said WWE. Damn. Yeah, I'm channeling we've my, done a lot of WWE talk channeling today, so it's my inner Jim Ross there, Carl. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but good on WWE. Or yeah, I'm gonna say it again. Good, uh, damn See? it. Somebody come up with a wrestling company that has more than three letters. Somebody, somebody. Um, but good on AEW. See, I got it right the fourth time. That uh, to be able to pick up on this trend and to pair with Upper Deck. I mean, it's a it's a great move. Great move. It definitely is. Let's move on to our second person, Mm. uh, very closely related to uh, pretty much our biggest topic of discussion that we had today, our very first topic of discussion. Um, Give us a little bit of info on that one as well, Joe. Yeah. Do you know much about it? I just, I know who involved and and what uh, happened. Um, Barry Wyatt's better half, Jojo. Uh, And... To be perfectly transparent as well, uh, maybe just ignorance of my part here, Carl, um, but I don't think that I'm the only one. I wasn't even aware that she was still with the company, um, to be perfectly fair. And so uh, I think she was just somebody kind of just sitting on the payroll and, again, not making use of her. So this is one here, Carl, that I'm not too upset with because it just it kind of made sense. She wasn't doing anything for quite a amount 
long time anyways. And it, it's one of those things where it is, it is what it is. Uh, type yeah. of thing. I'm not too upset about it. I mean, she was good at what she did, but I mean, she had been gone for so long that just personnel wise at that point, I, I, I get it. It's not a big contract, but still you're like basically paying somebody to do nothing and you're likely not going to bring them back. So that is a move that, uh, it, that one does make sense to me. To my least. understanding, she was slated to come back and then got pregnant once again. Yep. So that put a little bit of a kibosh onto that return. Yep. So I fully understand that. Yep. I get that. Uh, is it unfortunate? Sure. Um, I really enjoyed uh, watching uh, Josanna or JoJo um, in Tough Enough. Uh, when that had first come out, she did not make it as a performer, but had an amazing voice and was able to use that and get hired with the company as a ring announcer. And she did it for, for uh, you know, all of the brands. It was absolutely yep. fantastic. I enjoyed it thusly. Yep. Now, I got a quick question here for you, Mighty Joe. Yes. You talked about Ignite Wrestling and the mm. amazing trading cards that they have. Before we hit our showstopper segment, what do you think about looking at something from Ignite Wrestling Ooh. and showing a little bit of love to them over there? Absolutely. Let's do it. And there we have it. Some amazing products that are available. And that is only a very small little showing of what is available from Ignite Wrestling. You can find them. Go and check them out. Shop.IgniteWrestling.com. And uh, you can take a look at everything that's there. I still have to get a hold of Miss Kim so that we can get the new commercial that she has so that we can play that one for everybody as well. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we showed uh, showed Miss Kim and Ignite Wrestling some love as well because there's been some amazing talents that have come out of that company as well. Thank you so much, Miss Kim, for allowing us to use that. And uh, to all of you who uh, maybe go take a look and make a purchase over there at uh, some of the amazing uh, products that she has as well. Yep. This takes us now to probably the biggest fan favorite portion of the show. That's why we do it last for everyone, so that we can put ourselves fully immersed into this. Everybody, this is our... Showstopper segment. As we talked at the very beginning of this show today, we were talking about Bray Wyatt and the release of Bray Wyatt from the WWE. It is something that has really hit a lot of people, especially uh, fans of Bray Wyatt. So today on our Showstopper segment, we are going to take a look at one, maybe two of our favorite matches from Bray Wyatt and maybe just a really cool moment or memory that we have of Bray Wyatt. So Mighty Joe, I'm going to throw this over to you and I will let you start with a matchup that you think is one of the better ones from Bray Wyatt. 
Yeah, absolutely, Carl. We're, we're essentially taking our Match of the Week segment and our Showstopper segment and kind of mashing them together. And uh, I, I do apologize. Earlier, I kind of spilled the beans on, on the planner. Yeah. So I do apologize to my co-host for letting the cat out of the bag there early. But uh, but this is is really cool because, uh, and it makes sense to do it on this episode here as well, um, because I definitely did want to end the episode on a positive note because there oh, was yeah. a lot of kind of uh, poopy stuff in there. So, um for me, the big one that steps out here, Carl, uh, right off the hop, is Bray's WrestleMania match with Undertaker. Um, okay. I really, really like the way that the match played out, but as I, I'm pretty sure I've stated before that I really do feel that, you know, given everything that happened with Brock and we did break the streak there, that I really do feel that this should have been the last match for The Undertaker. It would have been the perfect opportunity to really pass the torch on to Mr. Bray Wyatt. Um, Even at the beginning of the match, Bray was like hinting at that this is kind of how psychologically this was going to kind of play out. Even he was like, you know, this is mine now. I know I'm taking this essentially from you, right? And like stirring and then kind of running at The Undertaker to kind of start the match off. So it, it, it had that kind of feel to it. But unfortunately, it's not the way that it kind of panned out. Uh, by no means does that lessen my enjoyment of the match because I think it, it was really, really good. But a bit of a missed opportunity, I think, to have like a really, really cool thing happen there. And then, you know, maybe in retrospect, it's a little easy to say this now looking at it in hindsight, you know, then maybe we could have really elevated Bray Wyatt to the status to where we wouldn't have to be having our opening discussion on this week's episode. Just saying. Exactly. So mine comes from probably my favoriteest gimmick match of all time. Yes, I said favoriteest gimmick match of all time. We're talking <laughs> the Elimination Chamber from 2017, where this was the first world championship win for Bray Wyatt. He is in the Elimination Chamber taking on John Cena, AJ Styles, Baron Corman, Dean Ambrose, and The Miz. In this one here, winning the championship from John Cena. Absolutely amazing. I've always been a fan of the Elimination Chamber. So this one here is uh, top of the top for me when it comes to Bray Wyatt matches because, well, Elimination Chamber and his first world championship win. Absolutely amazing and super happy with that. And the match itself was 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 absolutely fantastic. We got a viewer comment yeah. as well on this here. We'll throw this up really quick for Dawn. It was Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton in that uh, uh, Halloween scary house matchup. Yeah, me too. I, I completely yeah. forget what it was called, and, and so does Dawn, and so like do that. you. And so, but it, I mean, it, it was pretty cool too. I did, I did yeah. actually enjoy that. Yeah. yeah, you had mentioned one of his opponents in that elimination chamber match, Carl. Um, I think that the one that you had mentioned there alongside him, I think, was probably one of his better rivalries, and that was probably with Mister John Cena. Yes, because like we had two very like we had like the pretty boy baby face John Cena against that that deep down kind of bad guy. I mean, it was a great dynamic and I thought that they both played it really, really well and, and I would have even have gone further with that or with them, but uh, again, it didn't really kind of pan out that way, but uh, 
but man, like, um, and like if we want to talk moments as well, for me, I think still like my favorite Bray Wyatt moment was actually at like a collection of moments when they were getting ready to come up to that main roster with the Wyatt family, the, those yes. series of promos and vignettes as somebody who's like a, like a fan of B horror movie, like Friday the 13th and that kind of stuff. Like it was, it was just, it was right in my wheelhouse and like those segments were beautifully produced. Yes. I'm giving WWE credit for something cause they did do that very, very well. The build was great and the debut was, was great. And yeah, man, just it, it, it had such a really, really cool feel to it. And, and it, and it, time and age where pulling off a gimmick like that is very, very difficult. It was executed yeah. really, really well. I agree. It definitely was. That entire whole collection of the Wyatt family was absolutely fantastic. I think the only low point that I can speak of when it comes to the Wyatt family was the ridiculous inclusion of, of Daniel Bryan for yes. a little while. That was That's a, totally, that totally un, unneeded. Uh, didn't have to happen, but the Wyatt family itself was absolutely fantastic. You talked about the rivalry between Bray Wyatt and John Cena, and that it could have gone a little bit longer. Um, I'll throw out there my favorite rivalry that Bray Wyatt had, and that was against Randy Orton. Mm. Now, I know that things really culminated at uh, WrestleMania 33 with a um, little bit of an odd uh, production-wise type of matchup. Yeah. But the matchup itself was actually really well. But the inclusion of, like, the worms and stuff that were projected onto the mat was uh, just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, moments. Moments for Bray Wyatt. I, th- I think when they, when they kind of started using... And I was against it for the longest time. I freaking hated it. But it grew on me. And that was the, the use of that red light. Mm. See, While I, he was wrestling, I never, I, I never dug that. I never dug that. In in the beginning, I really didn't. But then yeah. I, I, I kind of, I kept watching and kept watching some more and some more happening. And then I kind of, it kind of grew on me because I'm like, hey, this is only being used for Bray Wyatt. This is a Bray Wyatt thing. Yeah. And now every everyone, every time now that somebody does something like that inside of a ring. Who are you going to think of? You're associating True. it with the WWE and Bray Wyatt now. So I think that, uh, you know, that, that was a smart thing to do. And it kind of grew on me when I saw Bray Wyatt not in a matchup with the red lights. I was kind of like, uh. Oh. Yeah. For me, my, my concern, I guess, was always uh, just because I, I know like some people that uh, I consider myself very blessed in this respect. I know like people who actually compete and or have competed in the wrestling ring. That that was always kind of my concern. It's just like visually, I wonder if that made it difficult not only for Bray but for his opponents to work when the lighting is so much different than what they're used to. Mm-hmm. You know, and thankfully I, I don't believe that we saw any energy. Uh, uh, injuries result from that. So, uh, no, but, uh, and I think around that kind of era, I think something that was really cool too, when he, when they changed up that entrance music a little bit, when he kind of came back and then that yeah. severed head lantern thing, I thought the combination of that and, and that new music, because uh, I think that was kind of like one of our, 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 uh, our big concerns, um, when he kind of came back, when he was doing like this Mr. Rogers slash fiend thing that, how is that going to translate to being in the ring. I think that right. he was just kind of mainly doing the Firefly Funhouse thing. And I think that if he would have done that character in the ring too much, I don't think that that, that would have worked all that well. So yeah. having that split personality thing made made it work. 
it might, was dino. It might take definitely yeah. dynamite. Yeah. There we have it, people. Another episode has come and gone, and we have been able to end things off with some amazing stuff about Bray Wyatt from us here. Um, we know that you guys probably have your own things that you uh, would like to talk about and, and comments that you would like to leave and maybe your favorite moment as well. And we encourage you, if you were listening to this after the live program, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on the podcasting audio section as well, doesn't matter however you're listening to us. Make your way over to our social media at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And leave your comments for us because we want to hear and we want to know your favorite Bray Wyatt match and your favorite Bray Wyatt moment. Mighty Joe, we can tease something a little bit here. And I'm just going to tease this by saying um, our other program turnbuckle rewind on love wrestling mm-hmm. uh, is coming up very soon and yes. what do we have for that matchup coming up on love wrestling <laughs> love wrestling what do we have well funny that you mentioned that because i actually do have the words right in front of me uh coming up this week for turnbuckle rewind we are going to be doing a match from our friends over at Nick wrestling specifically uh, the show is called chaos from january 11th 2020 uh this is a number one contenders match for the uh, for a chance at the women's title we had avery taylor versus holly cromwell versus sophie castillo versus dream girl ellie that's going to be our next matchup coming up for Ignite Wrestling. I have still not watched this match. I have chosen to basically <laughs> hold off on watching this until we're going to be doing the slugs. I want to get the, the full-on uh, genuine reaction to this. So I'm looking forward to covering that one with you. Awesome. I can tell you that the matchup itself is not a very long matchup, but it is absolute excitement, and I am super stoked for that. Thank you again to our sponsors over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off your entire purchase when you use the promo code JKPODCAST. That's at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Our friends over at Phoenix as well, FNXFit.com. If you are looking for workout supplements or some workout gear to feel Feel comfortable in while you're at the gym. Check out fnxfit.com. Use our promo code TBTALKPOD and you are going to earn yourself 15% off your entire purchase. Mighty Joe, do you have anything else that we need to get out there before we end out this episode today? Like I said, make sure and check up check out our upcoming episode on Love Wrestling for uh, Termical Rewind. Uh, also, I produce a, a show on Thursdays called Between Two Beards over there with JPJ and Plugo. Make sure and check those awesome show if you're a fan of professional wrestling just general nonsense and if you're a fan of bearded hosts uh, you're in for a treat it's always a good time over there so make sure and check them out as well. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. And thank you, Mighty Joe, the curator of topics. It is absolute pleasure and honor to continue to do this with you for going on pretty much six years. This is absolutely amazing. And uh, I I can't think of anybody better that I could have done this with. So thank you so much. it's, It's been a pleasure, my friend. And coming up soon, well, you'll have to tune in 
later to see more about that. Of course. Thank you so much, everybody. Take care. Bye. It's me, it's me, it's an order to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I'd like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have weekly content, especially led up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.